Okay, okay. So you are in our prayers. We'll continue praying for you that you will recover well from the operation. We continue this morning with our um, our series on John chapter 6 to John chapter 15, unveiling Jesus. And today we look at um, John chapter 10. And um, we should be looking at Jesus as the door. Um, but we're going to look at Jesus today as the shepherd because it is the, it's in the same chapter. So I want to look at Jesus as the shepherd and then we'll look at the door um, next week. So we're going to read from chapters 10. And I'm going to read from verses 1 until verse 18. And um, we're we going to focus on verse 11 until verse 18. So let me read, follow me, as we hear from God's word. Um, John chapter 10, verse 1 until verse 18. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out his own sheep, his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they they do not know the voice of the strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come to me are thieves and robbers. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep, and I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I, I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock and one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father, and this is God's word. Let us pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for your word this morning we pray that you teach us open our minds open our hearts and conform our will to your will O god help us to love you um even more O god to walk with you closer and to 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 communicate with you father um with a freshness as we hear your word O god 
We pray that you glorify your name in the preaching of your word this morning. Amen. Now, when we look at the context of chapter 10, um, John chapter 10, the, the discourse that is taking place here immediately takes place after chapter 9. Remember in chapter 9 what happens, um, it is the story of the, um, the healing of the man who was born blind. Jesus revealing himself here as the good shepherd, he, he does so in light of the way the Pharisees treated the man who was formerly blind. What we see from them in the interaction with the man, as they interacted with the man, the, the Pharisees, is a shameful failure on their part to carry out a duty of lovingly shepherding the nation. So, as, so, so, so the revelation of Jesus Christ in this chapter as the good shepherd is in response to the evil shepherds of Israel. Listen to what God says to, to the shepherds of Israel in Ezekiel chapter 34 um, um, about, about them and his response to them. Listen to what he says um, in Ezekiel chapter 34. I'm going to read from verse 1 until verse um, 24. Listen to, to I know it's a, long, it's a long passage, but um, it will make sense. Ezekiel chapter 34. I'm reading from verse 1 until verse 24. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, even to the shepherds, thus says the Lord God. Ah, shepherds of Israel, who have been feeding yourselves, should not shepherds feed the sheep? You eat the fat, you clothe yourself with the wool, you slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. The weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the injured you have not bound up, the strayed you have not brought back, the lost you have not sought, and with force and harshness you have ruled them. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd and, and they became food for all the wild beasts. My sheep were scattered. They wandered over all the mountains and, and on, high, on every high hill. My sheep were scattered over the face of the earth with none to search or to seek for them. Verse 7, therefore you shepherds hear the word of the Lord. As I live, declares the Lord God. Surely, because my sheep have become a prey, and my sheep have become food for all the wild beasts, since there was no shepherd, and because my shepherds have not searched for my sheep, but the shepherds have fed themselves, and have not fed my sheep, therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will require my sheep at their hand and put a stop to their, to, to their feeding the sheep. No longer shall the shepherds feed themselves. I will rescue my sheep from, from their mouths, that they may not be food for them. Verse 11, for thus says the Lord God, behold, I myself will search out for, for my sheep and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep that that have scattered so i will seek out my sheep and i will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on the day of of clouds and thick darkness and i will bring them back out from the 
from the peoples and gather them from the countries, and I will bring them into their own land. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the ravines and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them with good pasture, and on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their gazing land. There they shall lie down in, in good grazing land, and on rich pasture, on rich pasture, they shall feed on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord God. I will seek the lost, I will bring back the straight, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak, and the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. As for you, my flock, thus says the Lord God, behold, I judge between the sheep and sheep between rams and male goats. Is it not enough for you to feed on the good pasture that you must tread down with your feet the rest of your pasture and to drink of clear water that you must muddy the rest of the water with your feet? And must my sheep eat what you have trodden with your feet and drink what you have muddied with your feet? Verse 20. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I, I myself, will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep, because you pushed with sight and shoulder and thrusted all the weak with your horns till you have scattered them abroad. I will rescue my flock. They, they shall no longer be a prey, and I will judge between sheep and sheep. And I will set, I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them with their, and be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David shall be prince over them. And I am the Lord, I have spoken. So God says here in verse 11, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. And take note of verse 23 again in, in, in this very same passage. Listen to what God says. He says, and I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David. And, I will, and, I, and he shall feed them, he shall feed them and be their shepherd. Now, if you are a diligent reader of the Bible, you will note that by this time, when Ezekiel is writing this passage um, and hearing from the Lord, David has been long dead, right? He's been dead a long time ago. So what does God mean when he says he will raise up his servant, David, to be their shepherd? Obviously, when you look at the passage, he's referring to the Messiah who is from the line of David. And so the name David here is representative of, to the royal line in which the Messiah will come and assume the Davidic king, kingship. In John chapter 10, John chapter 10 is the direct fulfillment of that promise in Ezekiel 34. Jesus Christ here unveils himself as the good shepherd in contrast to the leaders of Israel who were evil shepherds, who were feeding themselves. So what we see here, I just want us to look at verse 11 to verse 18. We see three characteristics of a good shepherd. Three characteristics of a good shepherd. First of all, the, a good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. A good shepherd, secondly, is no, secondly he knows his sheep. And thirdly, he is known by his sheep. Let us look at the first. He lays down his life for the sheep. Verse, 13, verse 11 to verse 13. A good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Look at verse 11 to verse 13. I am the good shepherd. 
The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep, flees, uh, leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. You see, a good shepherd here is marked by a care uh, for the safety and well-being of his sheep. And it gives us an idea of a shepherd who pours out his time and energy for the well-being of his flock. But most importantly here, Jesus refers to his sacrificial death on the cross. He is the shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. And I want you to note here that the sharp contrast between Jesus and the Pharisees. First, in, 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 chapter, in, in, in verse 10, he refers to the Pharisees as thieves. And, 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 and they are marked by stealing, by, by killing and destroying. Thinking about their interaction with the, the man born blind in chapter 10, instead of ministering to him in love after Jesus opened his eyes, in love and compassion, they see his, his blindness as a result of sin. They say that he has sinned. Their attitude, in a way, results not in building the faith of that man, but rather in stealing, destroying, and killing it. But on the other hand, Jesus says, I came, in verse 10, that they may have life and have it abundantly. He is a shepherd who gives abundant life, who gives life to his sheep. And look at his interaction with the man in chapter 9. First, he meets the man and he gives the man his sight back. But most importantly, he calls the man to faith. He calls the man to believe in him. So Jesus Christ refers to, shows us that these people are, are thieves. He refers to them here as thieves. Uh, but secondly, he uses the word that they are self-preserving hired hands. When you look at verse, um, verse 12 to verse 13, their roles as shepherds is not focused on taking care of the sheep, but on taking care of their own pockets. They wanted to take care of their pockets. They did not care about the life of the sheep. They did not care about the well-being of the sheep. As long as their pockets are filled with coins, as long as their pockets are filled with money. And this is seen clearly when trouble arises, right? At the first sign of trouble, what do they do? They do not stand and defend the sheep. They run away. Instead of protecting the sheep, they leave the sheep and flee because they are a hired hand. And in contrast, Jesus is the shepherd who protects the sheep. He's a shepherd we can confidently rely upon. He protects us from the vicious attacks of Satan when he tries to break our faith. He protects us from sin's domination. And when in foolishness we are led astray by sin and its promises and are trapped like a sheep in a thicket of thorns, he is a shepherd who leaves the 99 that are safe in the field to search diligently for the one sheep that is straight. He's a shepherd who lays down his life. The, the, the phrase that, that he uses here, uh, lays down his life for the sheep, is a commentary on the love that Jesus has for his sheep. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, 
um, um, Matthew tells us of an occasion where Jesus was preaching and ministering to the crowds. And it says that when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And this is the state where every single Christian was in. And, 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 and to push it further, this is the state that everyone who is not a Christian is currently in, harassed and helpless like a sheep without a shepherd. Ephesians chapter 2 uses the phrase that those who are not in Christ are separated from Christ. They have no hope and are without God in the world. We, we, we could not do anything to change this reality about ourselves. The, the wrath of God hanged on each and every one of us and was ready to consume every sinner. But the price of our ransom was paid in full by our shepherd. Not only with, 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 with perishable things like silver and gold, but with his very life. He laid down his life for the sheep. And this is the greatest display of love from our shepherd. Not only is he a good shepherd who lays down his life, he, he, he gives himself to us. And secondly, what we see here as the second point, he lays down his life first of all, but the second characteristics of a, of a good shepherd is that he knows his sheep. He knows his sheep. Look at verse 14. I am the good shepherd. I know my own. I know my own. This is the very same idea that he shares in verse 3b. He says, the sheep hear his voice and he calls them by name and leads them out. Um, one of the commentators called Bernard observes here, he says, it is still common for, for Eastern shepherds to give particular names to their sheep descriptive of some trait or characteristic of the animal, such as long ears, white nose, etc. And then just as a, um, as a parenthesis, if anybody calls the pastor long ears, they will be uh, subjected to church discipline, right? <laughs> and the, the pastor already knows that he has long ears, so you don't need to tell him. So um, every shepherd, the Eastern shepherd, gave names to, to each and every one of their sheep. Right? The idea is that we have a shepherd who knows each and every one of us by name. He, he, he not only sees us as a collective, but also as individuals. Right? He sees us not only as CBC, as a CBC family, but he also sees us as individuals. And this reminds me of a song that we used to sing. He knows my name. He knows my every thought. He sees each tear that falls and hears me when I call. If you don't know the embarrassment of your name not being acknowledged, I don't know if you, you know that. I know a lot of people who have, been, who have experienced um, that before. When after an event, someone comes to the front and, and start to thank all the volunteers who were involved in making the event a success and starts to name them one by one, name them one by one and forgets your name. I don't know how that makes you feel. I, I don't know how you feel in your heart. The disappointment, the, the embarrassment that sets in the, is beyond description. 
or, or, or think about musicians who are referred to as others on posters, advertising music concerts, right? They, they mention the big names. Then, then those who are considered less are mentioned as others. A poster um, would say, come here, Beyonce, or, or Mariah Carey, or whatever big name that you want to think of, and others, right? I can't imagine what those artists feel like when they are referred to as others. But I can assure you this morning, I can assure you of one thing, and this one thing I know with great confidence, our shepherd will never forget your name. He will never refer, you as, refer to you as others, right? To him, you are not a face in the crowd. He knows you fully and perfectly as if you were the only person in the room. And it should be an encouragement to you that if he knows you so intimately, if he knows you so well, then he knows your every need. He knows your every need. He knows how to meet your needs according to his riches and glory. And we can trust in him. We can rely upon him. David sang in Psalm 23 about the Lord as his shepherd. He, he finds the Lord to be sufficient for him. And, a, and a, he finds him to be a kind provider for his needs and, and a provider who protects him in times of trouble. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. He, he sings of the Lord as his shepherd, as the Lord who provides for him, as the Lord who is sufficient for him, as the Lord who is close to him in moments of trouble, in moments of danger, as the Lord who is always present, a shepherd who is always there. He's a shepherd we can trust, the one we can cry out to with confidence. He's that kind of shepherd. Is a shepherd who knows each and every one of us by name. And not only does he know his sheep, but the third and last characteristic of the good shepherd is that he knows, that, is that he is known by his sheep. Right? He knows his sheep, secondly. And thirdly, he is known by his sheep. Look at verse 14. I am the good shepherd I know my own, and my own know me. You see that? My own know me. This speaks of the relationship that the shepherd has with his sheep. For for a sheep to get used to its shepherd, the shepherd has to spend time with the sheep. They must get used to his call. They, 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 they must be familiar with the songs that he sings, familiar with the sound of his voice. The more the sheep are exposed to their shepherd, the more they recognize him. That they know him and follow him alone. Unlike the shepherds of today who, who use dogs to lead the sheep, the, the, the shepherds of the Near East led their sheep by going to the front of their sheep. 
they would be in the front and, the, 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 and, and, and when the sheep hear their voice, the sheep will follow them. We see that very same idea in verse 4 of chapter 10. Jesus says, when the shepherd has brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. In other words, the, the, the voice of their shepherd is their safety. They, 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 they are safe as long as they follow the voice that they are familiar with. The, the, the voice that they know and, and hear each and every day. That they can confidently follow him because they know that they are in safe hands. But when they hear a strange voice, verse 5 tells us that they flee. Look at verse 5. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him. For they do not know the voice of strangers. You see, the shepherd are so familiar, the sheep are so familiar with their shepherd that if anyone who is not their shepherd comes and wants to, 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 to lead them, they know that he's a stranger and a thief. So they do not follow him, Right? They do not follow him. You will see the sheep uh, um, afraid and, 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 and going back um, and not wanting to follow the man. So Jesus Christ introduces him, himself here as the shepherd. And he introduces us as the sheep. But think about this. The, 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 the shepherd-sheep imagery that Jesus Christ is using here refers most specifically to discipleship. Right? It refers to a relationship with him in terms of discipleship, that we are his disciples. And as his disciples, as he, as he said in, in Matthew chapter um, 28, in, in the Great Commission, that when we make disciples, we should teach them all that he has commanded. In other words, a disciple is the one who wants to learn all that Jesus has commanded. A, a disciple wants to learn from the word of God because he wants to love the God of the word and he wants to worship the God of the word. The, a, a disciple wants to grow in the things of the Lord, right? The, the, this is a disciple. A, a disciple is a person who learns. think about the privilege that we have of the, the, having the ability to make sense of words on a piece of paper, right? That, that, that privilege. And it's unfortunate that though we have that privilege, that people spend their time reading Facebook posts and Twitter posts rather than reading real books. It's not like we can't read. It's that we don't want to read. A disciple wants to know the master. And the only way we can know the master is through his word. And this word does not have a USB here where we can upload it in the mind automatically. You don't put it under the matrix and think that you are going to dream the Bible, right? You, you, you don't get what is in here by, by osmosis, reverse osmosis, and you bring it into your head. It doesn't happen like that. You must spend time in the Word as a disciple, right? 
In other words, if I were to come to you just now after church and ask you, what are you going through in the Bible? Are you going to give me an answer? In John chapter 6, Jesus, after teaching the hard sermon, some of his disciples left him and said, who can, who can stand these things? Who, who can listen to these things? And, and Jesus turned to, to his 12 disciples as well and, and asked them, do you also want to go away as well? I love what Simon said in, in, in John chapter 6, verse 68. And I, I, I wish this would be our desire. Peter looks at Jesus Christ and says, Lord, where else can we go? For you have the words of eternal life. You have the words of eternal life. Where else can we go? In other words, in as much as we can read other books, you know, we can visit other books, but we need to be residents of the Bible. Right? We, we can read other good books, but we must be residents of God's book. Because here we find the words of eternal life as his disciples. So Jesus Christ saying, I am the shepherd. The shepherd has sheep. Right? Are you part of his flock? Have you believed and trusted in him? Are you known as his flock, as his sheep? And do you know him? Amen. Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you that we can look to you as our shepherd, as the one who leads us and calls us to himself as the one who lays down his life for the sheep. It's the one who knows his sheep and is known by his sheep. Work in our hearts, Lord. Convict us of your truth, that we may honor and love you. In Jesus' blessed name we pray. Amen.